You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica, your host, and I'm joined by Riley. Hi. And there might be some background noise today because Riley has her little puppy Sloan, and Sloan is very cute, but very fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pretty much sums her up. Yeah, so we're working on that. But she's cute, so we're letting her get away with it. Uh, so how was your New Year's? It was good. It was very chill. I just had absolutely no one over for a dinner and drinks. You know, sticking with the COVID regulations. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had uh, two friends over. We had some dinner and some drinks and hung out, and that was kind of it. Very low key. How about you? You were a little hungover the next day, weren't you? I was not feeling good. <laughs> Both me and, and my boyfriend were done. Yeah, a little rough. And. Sloan was just the absolute bane of our existence. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my New Year was, was very uneventful, <laughs> to be honest. I haven't really celebrated like a crazy New Year's in a couple years. Uh, me and my partner went to Banff a couple years ago and had like a huge house, booked, like rented a huge house with a bunch of other couples. And the next year we were like super low key. And then this year, yeah. Yeah, nothing really. Really destroying plans. Yeah, good. I just feel like New Year's is always so hyped up, and it always falls flat. Yeah, honestly, like I much prefer a low key New Year's of I don't. I am kind of um, superstitious and you know whatnot. So mm-hmm. this year, I wrote down. Um, yeah, I wrote down my goals in this little book I have, and then I wrote down. Um, you know, what I want to like manifest this year as cheesy as that sounds. And then I just, um, I, <laughs> so there's like a certain, like cultures have certain, um, ways they ring in the new year and, and get rid of the old year. So one of them is that you open your, uh, doors and windows, um, and let the old year out and the new year comes in. Okay. Yeah. So I did that. I like picked up, picked up Bentley and I opened up my patio door and I like wish the whole year out and wish the new year in. Latest. And Bentley was like, put me the fuck down. But yeah, so, and you know, I've had a good, um, a good uh, first week of 2021. So good. I think it worked. Starting off the show. Yeah. Uh, doing New Year's resolutions? No, I mean, we talked about this, what, last episode? Was that just trying to uh, have a goal to complete by the end of 2021? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also haven't done that, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I don't really... If you set no goals, you cannot fail. Oh, <laughs> yeah, first of all. But then also, I just don't have anything specific that I want to achieve or feel like I need to achieve. I'm just kind of happy existing at the moment, which is really like... overachiever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... I've just pushed myself for the past year to, like, achieve things, and it's been really exhausting and it's really taken a toll on my mental health. So I just didn't want to do it. And I'm just happy kind of being. Yeah, happy getting through the days. That's what motherhood does to you. Oh, no, <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I did set goals for myself this year. And um, one is eating more at home because I am notoriously bad for ordering all my meals through Skip. And one, because I'm always out doing things, it feels like, that I'm not even home enough to make meals. But that's one goal, is to make more meals at home. My other big goal is to not wear sweatpants every day and to force myself to like dress up twice a month and go out and be social because I can very much be a hermit and I'm way too comfortable like that. So um, yeah, I've already like checked that off my list for this, half of that for this month because I went and had lunch with my girlfriend and then uh, me and a couple other girlfriends went to the restaurant, had some nice drinks. Yeah. Um, well, not really. More so we ate a lot of cookies, but... <laughs> but So, like, now that you've done your two for the month, are you just, like, going to be a hermit for the rest of the month? Like... No, I have to do one more. I'm like, two days of the of the, of the the month. So that was all in one day. Oh, yeah, okay. I see. Yeah. So I see. I, I couldn't check them both off. That's only one check. I okay. have to force yeah. myself to go another day. Well, you have another, what, 20-something days to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. But no, it does feel good when you like, you know, do your hair and makeup and you actually put on a cute outfit and you force yourself. Yeah. And you're like, I, and it's not for like any type of work as well. I find that the only time that I get dressed up or do my makeup or do my hair is when I had work Work related. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you forget to, you forget how to look cute for yourself. I feel a hundred percent. No, I completely agree. Um, and just on the eating at home, I do the same. Like even when my boyfriend isn't here, I very rarely cook myself food because mm-hmm. it's just, it's really exhausting cooking for one person Yeah, and it feels like such a waste. But have you tried any of those, um, kind of like half pre-made dinner things that, yeah. Like what's it called? That's on like the box Hello or, fresh yeah, Hello or fresh. No, I should though. Actually, it's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that too. Cause I feel like. Because it's like portioned groceries pretty much. Exactly. And you can get it for like two people as well. So you could just have it for dinner and then lunch the next day and not mm-hmm. having to eat the same meal for like four meals in a row. Mm-hmm. It gets you cooking a little bit more, but at the same time, you don't have to, you don't have to come up with the inspiration of what to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Maybe I should look at that. Yeah. That. I'm getting to as well, I think. I also, I just generally like cooking for others. Like, I like to, like, take the time and then watch them enjoy it. So, like, it's not fun to take, like, two hours to make everything from scratch and then it's just you eating it. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's on my, my to-do list. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. How's your first week of 2021 going? Uh, very quiet. Uh, it's just been like radio silence in the group chats, really. Mm-hmm. Um, for work, I feel like I just got super unlucky with work this month. Like, I obviously had my um, exams and stuff for the first two weeks of December, so I was on complete uh, quarantining, not COVID-related at all, <laughs> just <laughs> study-related. And then the week that I finished my exams, there was just nothing. Well, yeah. or, you know, I didn't get booked for anything. I'm, I'm sure there was like some parties and then it got busy. I've just had the worst luck with like timing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I, uh, so I, I think I mentioned like a couple episodes ago now that I was going for a co-op job. Yes. I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, my, the professor that knew I was going for this co-op job then offered me uh, a co-op position with him. So 
Uh, I start that this week, which I'm nice. really excited about. So uh, I will be working as a research assistant for him. And uh, yeah, so that'll be a nice way to spend my semester off is having a part-time job uh, so I don't go stir crazy. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of been the news. And then mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, and then just looking after a puppy. A dog. Which is taking all my time. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. January's been slow. Um, I was going hard in December, super busy all day, every day. I, you know, I bitched to you several times how there was like a, f- a four day span there where I slept a total of six hours within like mm-hmm. over a four or three or four night period. Um, so like averaging like an hour and a half of sleep a night and I was just like fucking dead. I would like drive to like run errands and my eyes would be like shutting. Like I would just be so tired, but you know, whatever grinding. Um, but yeah. And then I was, I, I need to force myself to slow down sometimes. Um, but then whenever I'm not busy I feel extreme guilt about like not being busy yeah because I'm just getting older and retirement's approaching and I just feel like I need to like be busting my ass all the time um but then I don't have the option right now because it's super slow yeah um so it's kind of forcing myself to be um a little more easy on myself I guess um and and it's giving me time to go see my family more so I spent the last couple days with my family which is always nice yeah I mean you and also myself sometimes is very much an all or nothing person. Once you get into that work groove, it's so easy just to keep it up and it's so difficult to stop. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop, it's the opposite. It's so hard to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. That's like when I am going to work and I work a gig at night. Um, and then I just want to work four more gigs at night. Like I, I'm yeah. already in the work mode. I want to keep hustling, keep making money. But if I've had like a day off and I'm like lounging and then it's like, oh, like, the yeah. idea of, like, putting on makeup and getting ready and going out and blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I completely agree. It's much easier once you're in the swing of things to keep on trucking. Um, but that's okay. We're going to um, we're gonna force ourselves to take a night off, the group of us girls, and we're going to go to Whistler and have a little girls' night. So that's – I'm looking forward to that. We'll do um, – well, you're not going to be m- much much activity on your end. Your no, little earsies are open wounds on my head. Oh, okay. We didn't ask <laughs> Your little ear pennies are. January yeah. <laughs> I mean, all girls know like January is typically the slowest, so that's when people typically have their procedures. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. When I said I got my boobs done last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. I. I think I would have felt really guilty going away in December, because um, I'm always in the back of my mind being like. I could have made money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to find better work, work, play balance of being like, I don't need to make money every day. There can be days that I relax. <laughs> and since, like we said, it is slow right now, mm-hmm. at least then we can justify it in our, or at least I can just in my head being like, okay, well, there might not be work tonight. So, you know, um, it's okay that we're not in town and we're, you know, taking some time off. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, my girlfriend's in Dubai right now and she wants me to come out and see her. But I don't know if I could justify being in Dubai for a couple weeks and then taking two weeks off when I'm back home, like, you know, taking, like, a month off work. And, uh, I mean, I sent the news article to you girls a couple days ago. If you're found breaking quarantine when coming back into Canada, Mm. you can get up to six months in prison. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they actually implement that since you can, like, you know, sexually assault 
30 women and, and you know, get nothing. But it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> and that's on the justice system. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this justice system all of a sudden finds their uh, ability to, you know, implement things when they when it fits their narrative. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other issue. Um, but yeah, I... Um, it's, it's hard to keep up with uh, COVID and what's going on with it because, you know, every day it seems like there's a new thing. And uh, my other girlfriend the other day, you know, we were talking about, this has been out for a little while now, I think that, you know, if you live alone, you're allowed two people in your bubble, provided they live alone or something like that. And, um, but then apparently if I'm driving with one of them, we have to wear masks in the car, uh, something like that. So I was like, oh, that's news to me about the driving in the car with masks. But yeah, I feel like it's kind of a guessing game for a lot of people of like, I hope I'm doing this right. Like, yeah. No, absolutely. And I don't know, do you watch the news? I don't watch TV ever. Like the news I get is through like Instagram, which is terrible and very like millennial of me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... That's so funny because that's been such a topic in one of my classes. Mm. Um, but if you can get people a little bit of news, that's much better than getting them absolutely no news. You know, you just have to hope that people are going to then source check it or then go on to the actual article. Dive further, yeah. Into exactly. It. But same with memes. Like, memes are actually a great way of letting the youth know, the youth, <laughs> the youth know, like, what's going on in the world because then to kind of stay on trend, they look up where this meme came from yeah, or yeah. what had happened and it actually links people to a lot of news stories that other they would have otherwise not been um, privy to. Yeah, no, 100%. It's crazy how times have changed like that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of news, I, you know, I love my podcast. That's pretty much the best yeah. way I learn information is when I'm driving to my parents' house or driving to X, Y, and Z, I, um, you know, within my social bubble, I, um, yeah. mm-hmm. I listen to my podcast and I found a new one um, called Dr. Death because I love mini series like true crime podcasts and yes. God knows I love plastic surgeries and surgery and I wanted to be a doctor at one point all that stuff interests me and so I listened to a new podcast called Dr. Death it's fucking amazing um, I'm on the first season and it's talking about um, this Dench Dench something this is his last name he was a doctor in dallas a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. and he literally would he almost decapitated someone he would literally go in and just like cut up things and like screw screws in the wrong places and like they're like how did this person even get into being like apparently he was like graduated from one of like, the top med schools and like he's just such a con artist he like convinced people he knew what he was doing and he had a huge coke addiction and it was an alcoholic and um yeah he killed like I, two people I think and then like quadriplegics like like his best friend he did a surgery on because he had like a, a accident from football and it wasn't that serious but he wanted him to like alleviate some of the pain or something and the guy came out as a quadriplegic yeah like he was just this monster and um yeah he would like even message one of his girlfriends you know of course he has a wife and he's a whole like a shitty person yeah but anyways he messaged one of his girlfriends and was like um I I just want to be a cold-blooded killer and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, why did this girl not, like, get this message and then be like, okay, people need to be notified. that This is, like, man's, like, saying how much he wants to kill people and he's, like, you know, putting people under and, like, it was, yeah, it's crazy, the stuff that he did. And, like, there were several times where, like, nurses would have to, like, hold him back in the operating room and be like, what are you doing as he's, like, trying to, like, cut into a spinal cords and be like, no, like, you cannot do that. 
and like had to like literally restrain him because he's so psychotic. How did he manage to stay practicing for so long? I don't know, but yeah, um, apparently in all his surgeries, only like two or three people came out not damaged from him. Yeah, crazy. Oh my god, I need this. I need this to be a horror movie number one. Yeah, and I need the documentary. Like I need the visuals. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. I, I think that I think there is a few um, documentaries actually out about him. Ugh. That is so insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his um, name was Christopher Dunch, D-U-N-T-S-C-H. Um, it says it's a former neurosurgeon who has been named Dr. D or Dr. Death for gross malpractice resulting in the death and maiming of 33 patients. Yeah, I know. Crazy, hey? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, he was accused of maiming an extra four patients and killing two others. And there is a document. He's, he's on um, a life sentence right now. Um, he's eligible for parole in 2045 when he's 74. So yeah, he's just a terrible, terrible human. Um, there is a documentary, I think, about him, but I can't remember the name of it. But I know there's a lot of podcasts about him. Anyway, so that's the first season of Dr. Death podcast is talking about him. And it's super interesting. If you don't get a queasy stomach, if you get a queasy stomach listening to stuff, then maybe it's not for you. But to me, that stuff doesn't gross me out. So they're talking about, you know, like cutting into X, Y, and Z and the blood pooling and all that. And yeah. Oh my God. Really, really sad stories for the families that, you know, of their loved ones who went under his knife because it's tragic. But yeah, very interesting how he got away with what he got away with. For so long, like 33 patients. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I also, the last episode I was listening to, um, they were talking to other neurosurgeons and they were like, you go, when you were in your residency, how many, um, you know, operating rooms, like how much did you practice? How many times were you operating? And they said, you know, 20, around 2,500 surgeries I sat in on. And, um, apparently he sat in on less than a hundred and they're like, how would he have even graduated with only sitting on a hundred? Like that's insane. You're not near ready to like practice. Yeah. So crazy. Um, but yeah, I guys, mean, check that one out. It's amazing. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much sat on 100. Uh, yeah. It's so I, yeah, I cannot wait. As soon as you leave, I'm Googling the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a goog, as the true podcast, true kind of obsessed podcast says. Give it a goog. Give it a goog. Um, yeah, no, really good. So that's like my new obsession is this Dr. Death podcast. Oh, yes. And then the next season is Dr. Fataz. Which I've heard a lot about. Um, so sorry, it's a season is dedicated to one person. Yeah. So um, the first, yeah, first season is that Doctor Dunch mm-hmm. and the neurosurgeon who like killed all those people. Uh, how many like episodes are there in a season? I think there's seven. I think. See, I find it so difficult to keep engaged when it's that long. It's oh like, really? See, they're only hours. like they're only like thirty-five minutes each. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it's perfect for like driving. Like yeah. when I'm running errands, I'll throw on an episode. Um, I think like under ten is good, but then they move on to a new topic. Yeah. I like that. Well, um, I think yeah. this one has seven, and then um, if they're like thirty-five minutes, I can get on board. But um, there's the last podcast on the left. Which uh, does some really great, like, in-depth true crime. Ooh. Um, but sometimes the episodes are, like, three parts, and all of them are, like, over an hour. Oh. Yeah. So it's, like, a little... 
it's, it's long haul. exactly and like they're very funny the comedians and they do a last 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 podcast on the left oh it's like a play on last house on the left i have no idea okay <laughs> um but yeah i mean they do a wonderful job but like they i find that they like stop and joke about things a lot mm. and so i yeah exactly for me yeah. i like to get hooked in a story mm. and i think that's why i like my favorite murder so much is because it's first of all you get either one or two murders per episode mm-hmm. and they're nice and short and keep my tiny little attention span yeah no and then, sorry the second episode of um the doctor death is about uh doctor i'm gonna say it wrong fata fata it's f-a-t-a and um he was a cancer doctor who spa- who scammed and gave pa- patient chemo when they didn't need it yeah so wow. i'm uh, i'm excited for that season um another like true crime thing i'm super obsessed with right now is um uh bailey Sarian. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so she's only on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, which kind of sucks because I would love to listen to her podcast, but it's because she's a visual person, so she does her makeup as she's talking about a true crime thing. So um, they're usually in like 15 to 20 minutes, usually around 15, Yeah. and she does her whole face makeup while she's telling you the true crime, and her makeup's amazing. She's so skilled. I feel like you've sent me a video of this. Probably. I think she's yeah. funny. She has like her little quips and she's pretty like comedic as she's telling it. Yeah. I really love those. So I usually watch those before nighttime because I was not going to watch them while I'm driving. But yeah, I watch them at bed during like before bed. Um, so yeah. So you're welcome guys. When you get sick of listening to us, you yeah, have some, some go, options. Go get some true crime in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm obsessed with true crime. I read a study once of why, why people's like, their like twisted obsession with like horror and true crime and that oh yeah what's wrong with that um honestly i think we're just too amazing that's the problem oh yeah i think that's that was a takeaway from bring it. humanity down a notch yeah <laughs> uh but speaking of our obsession with murders and true crime we i got a um, murder mystery game for my parents for christmas so because i'm such a good friend I brought it to our girls' luncheon. Yes. And, ooh, why are we selling for 50? For luncheon. A luncheon. <laughs> a luncheon, luncheon. Tea. And, um, yeah, so it was called Unsolved Files. Unsolved Case Files. Unsolved Case Files. That's, thank you. And, um, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. They give you the whole little, you know, the file. Yeah. And you open it and there's photos. Think, and wait, the case file? The case file. Okay. And, <laughs> the case file. And, uh, the unsolved one, right? Yeah. The unsolved case file, yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways, and then, uh, yeah, and it's cool. It has all, like, you know, like, the printouts of um, the transcript, the, the transcriptions of the interviews. and Witness statements. And witness statements yeah. and newspaper articles and, and photos and crime scene evidence. It was really cool. It's um, a, a neat little game to play. Me and you were definitely more into it than our counterparts because okay. uh, the other two girls were literally like falling asleep on the couch and me and you were like acting out the interview and <laughs> yeah. it was like, you be the detective, I'll be Mr. Whatever. Like, I thought we were really killing it to be honestly. honest, but I guess other people did not appreciate tough our crowd, talent. Tough yeah, crowd. Tough crowd did not appreciate it. But that was really fun. So me and you, I like our idea that we're going to go buy a few more of them and then have them like a buy bi weekly or a monthly a monthly thing of just getting maybe new friends. Um <laughs> they change those two out. Because <laughs> they not appreciate yeah. it. But I love selling that. It's just something different to do, right? Than like sitting around drinking or like whatever the fuck kids do nowadays. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it was what, around twenty five dollars? Yeah, around twenty five bucks. And yeah. it took us like 
Probably five hours. Can we not tell people that? Let's say three hours. <laughs> no, but like to read through everything. Yeah, like, yeah, we did. I mean, we through. were like chatting and yeah, making yeah. drinks and stuff. Yeah, but like, like Sloan, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a an evening thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great. And so like, I mean, that's the price of an escape room, which is about 50 minutes, right? So if you like escape rooms and you don't want to, or you... Uh, you know, so oh, like COVID, like, yeah, yeah, limited exactly. to go to escape rooms. Right? But you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good escape room too. Yeah. I love anything mystery, anything that uses your brain, right? Like, no, I, exactly. I enjoy that. So, those, yeah, if you guys want a game idea, if you guys are staying inside and want something to, to do, those little uh, unsolved mystery case files. Unsolved case files. Unsolved case files. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only bummer is you can really only do it once. And then yeah. you have to, I mean, and you know, if you have like a bunch of friends who like it, then you can all just buy one and then rotate them or pass them on or yeah 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 yeah. that's true yeah once you know the answer it's kind of like done yeah but yeah um i was listening to another podcast you know me i'm obsessed so i was listening to another podcast um you up i listen all the time and uh they asked this question i was like oh i'm totally gonna save this to ask riley later okay how do you feel if sad (laughs) broken (laughs) depressed yeah, that's okay. for another episode. <laughs> Sandy depressants are really working. Feel pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, how have those been for you? Really? Yeah, really touch on them. Yeah, I mean, I, have you noticed a difference? I noticed you dipped a bit when you first started taking them, and yeah. you explained to me like I'm gonna be like a little more less energy and like yeah. kind of like in like a little bit of a haze as well as my body adjusts, which is most most pills you start taking. That's just how it is. But um, I guess it's like a cause and effect thing, right? Like it's hard to know. It's hard to know the cause of it because so many things have changed recently. Like you're, yeah. you're, you know, you you're taking a step back from school, which was a huge, um, a huge um, source of stress for you. You know, you've take on taken on a puppy. Yeah. You and your boyfriend are you know advancing in your relationship. Like you know, there's a lot of positive things that have also come into play. Yeah. But I mean, so they kind of I'm sure they all play a role in your um, mental health. Yeah. No, I think so too. I think the real test is going to be when I go back to school. Stay tuned. Sorry, the question. La question. Okay, so how do you feel he uses a Groupon on a date when you first start dating? On your first date, let's say. I'm just trying to think because I love a good Groupon. Oh, <laughs> um, I think it depends what for. Expand. Like if it's just like a casual dinner, if it's just a casual dinner, um, then maybe that's a little bit weird. But if it's kind of an activity date. That's less weird for me. Like, if it's, like, if it impacts the quality of the thing you mean? Like, so, like, a discounted dinner would probably taste different, but, like, a discounted activity, like, it's probably the same activity, just discounted. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Or just, like, I, I feel like, I mean, going out to eat is just such a normal thing, and, like, I don't know the last time, apart from Happy Meal, that, like, I've ever even considered using any type of discount except actually i went to the dark table which was did you when did you do that uh probably like two years ago now okay but i went because i saw it on like it came up in my email on groupon so i got the groupon for it 
Um, Cause it's just something that I wouldn't have gone to otherwise. Yeah. Cause it was sort of an event or an experience and you can get a lot of like, um, escape room deals on it you can get like pottery class deals on it. So things like that, that you would maybe otherwise not thought about doing yeah. I'm game for, but if it's just like dinner, but this or is like, this is like just, a first date. This yeah. Isn't like first date, maybe not. It is a huge fuck to the no for me. Pretty much a guy using any kind of Groupon or discounting group. Like it's like, but especially on the first day, like you're trying to impress yeah. me and you're like trying to like get a deal. Like I just, no, I'm like, but yeah, mm. I, it's very obvious that we talk about in the podcast about how much I do like someone who is financially well off and, yeah. you know, has, you know, is successful in that way. Um, but yeah, I think like in a relationship or friendship, like there's no shame and be like, oh sweet, like, you know this place is 50 percent off this night and like we want we want to go there why don't we go like or there'll be less people there or i don't know something like that or yeah but on a first date like yeah, yeah it's tacky the group ones that i've always used actually have always been like with a friend yeah exactly i've never used a group on with a partner yeah. and a partner's never used a group on me um but i mean i guess also maybe like now that i'm in a relationship if we found a really good group on i wouldn't be like Ew, no, pay for price. <laughs> I refuse. Like, your girl loves a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, percent All right, so we have some listener questions. We have five. I've narrowed it down. So, first one. Hi, I have been an off and on listener of the pod, and I really enjoy it. Just wondering if Danica is still on OnlyFans, and if, if so, what's her site? Thanks. So, thank you for listening sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like why the off <laughs> why yeah that's what the real question is here <laughs> why do you turn us off um so i don't really use my OnlyFans at all anymore um i have it there still you're more than welcome to subscribe and you know throw me tips and whatnot um i've been thinking about starting it back up again uh since as we said you know january is slow and it's a good way to kind of um make up when when work is slow but um, I, I just prefer other means of work rather than online stuff. But yeah, if you want to, um, you know, get on my OnlyFans, just DM 50 plus a tip Instagram and I will pass you off on my OnlyFans link. Yeah. And yeah, you're welcome to... Um, Donate to a lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> Like actually though. Um, next question. I meant to tell you about your sad pause story that it don't that it oh that if you don't have a man next Christmas, then you can do Christmassy couple stuff with me if you want. Minus the naked tree decorating, of course. <laughs> Cute. Um, yes, I will hit you up um for Christmassy couple stuff if I am um Without a man. Or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Riley's without a man next year. <laughs> to be determined. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Very kind. Um, but, you know, maybe I wanted the naked tree decorating. <laughs> Why is that off the table? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Maybe for my OnlyFans. No. we got to edit that out. This is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Scratch that. That's a horrible idea. No one do that. Uh, <laughs> next question. Hey, a yeah, question. Okay, first of all, that wasn't a question, but carry on. <laughs> More love for me. Um, <laughs> hey, a question I discussed with previous boyfriends and wondering if your guys' take on it. Is it cheating if you get paid? Is it cheating if you are the one who's paying for it? 
let's unpack this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is it cheating if you get paid? No. Assuming that, I mean, for, for me, I'm sure it's different in like other relationships, but like if you're lying about it and getting paid, I feel like that's, it's not even cheating. It's just unethical. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like, yeah, that's tricky. If you have a don't ask, don't tell kind of clause in your relationship, it's not cheating. But if I just feel like as every sex, like sex worker has the right to do or not do what they want with their body. Every partner has the right to make an informed decision if they want to be with that person or not. Mm-hmm. And so if you are hiding it or lying about it or for whatever reason, you know, like that's kind of, for my opinion, dipping into, you know, unethical and possibly borderline cheating if you want to frame it in that way. Um, but if it is, something that your partner knows you do and you just don't want to talk about it, um, then, you know, they've bought that ticket to ride. So then I would say you're in the clear. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't think um, it's cheating if you're getting paid for it because it's your job and you're doing your job. Um, But just like you said, Riley, um, cheating not being the issue, but the honesty of it, right? Like, are you honest with your partner that's something you're doing? Um... I just think lying to your partner about anything you're doing doesn't have to be about, you know, I'm assuming this is regarding like full service kind of sex Mm -hmm. work Um, or even like dates, who knows, maybe just even escorting, going on dates and stuff. I think it would be just as unethical if you, you know, were working another job and you, you know, lied to them that you got fired and you didn't tell them or, you know, you told them you were a doctor, but really you're a janitor and like... Yeah. You lied about what, what career you have. And that's, I think, unethical to be lying about work to your partner. Um, but do I consider the actual act of doing your job if it involves another human? Uh, no, I think that's you doing your job. That has to do with cheating. But I understand the first squares are people not in the industry. That disassociation of work and personal is very hard for people to grasp. And that's why I can see partners or people looking on the outside being like, you know, being intimate with someone else is cheating, even if it's your job. Yeah. And they kind of can't understand that line. And of course there's like ways that as the worker, you can, you could manipulate those roles in order to cheat, but then you're going onto like a completely different territory. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you want to have, uh, you know, sex with someone that like you would do for free and you get them to give you, 50 bucks or you know whatever so then you can tell your partner that it was paid like mm. no you're cheating so i feel like there's like a lot of different kind of lines mm-hmm. that could be drawn but then you're, then you're saying you know any part any client you have that you're attracted to or you want to fuck is that cheating then no but i'm just saying like if you're if you are manipulating the rules if you're making so that client so you can cheat exactly or like if you're just hmm. Or just, like, asking them to give you, like, what you would never be comfortable receiving. Not your actual work. Exactly. Then, you know, I mean, yeah. Hmm, I see. 
Interesting. I'm just saying like it can be manipulated, but no, I don't think that like if you're, if you happen to be attracted to your client, that's, I think if you're a sex worker and then having sex is your work, then you're working. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when people are like dating sex worker and they're like, well, you're cheating on me. It's because like clearly you're, you're not secure enough to be in this relationship and you're using someone's work as a way to attack them. And that's my biggest pet peeves I see with girls I know is their boyfriends been like, you're a whore, go yeah. suck more dick, blah, 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 and they attack them. It's like, ugh, you're an insecure little man. Yeah. Um, is, okay, so the other part of the question is, is it cheating if you are the one who's paying for it? I think so. If your partner, if you, if your partner has not okayed you to be with sex workers and you're going behind their back to do that, then I think you're cheating because this, you're not the service provider in that. It's the same act, but you're not the service provider. So that's why I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. What about you think? No, I agree with that. I think that exactly what you said before, right? Like it's your partner knows that that is, if that is your job, then that's his ticket to ride. And if he's, or, or they want to still be with you, then like, you know, that's, that's a now an agreement that's in your relationship. Um, however, if you are then having, se- like having sex with anyone else and it's not your job, like that's, that's cheating. If it's not a predetermined, uh, agreement in your relationship. Like if you started seeing with someone like seeing someone and they were honest and said, look, um, from time to time, uh, I pay for sex with this person or whatever. And the other person agrees like that's their ticket to ride. And mm-hmm. therefore it's not cheating. Like that's, mm-hmm. it depends on your terms and conditions basically of the relationship. But I think as a standalone question, it's not your job and therefore it's cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Next question. If a customer wants to see you outside the club because all the clubs are closed, What's a reasonable amount and how do you make it seem valuable to them without doing extras? That is a completely personal question and it comes down to how much time, uh, how much you think your time is worth, uh, the situation that you think you're going to be put in and what you think you're going to be comfortable receiving for that. Um, and I, I definitely can't answer that for anyone. Um, but if you wanted to make it seem more valuable, then you can always set it up like a deal, I guess. Like, usually it would be this much, but I really like you and I know you from this club, so we could do this. Mm-hmm. Would be. And honestly, like that in the same way as Riley, in the sense where I can't tell you your prices. There are some girls, you know, that have intercourse for $50. There are some girls that have intercourse for 5000 You know, um, and, you know one is not better than the other that's just you know their comfort level and and that's completely fine then when when it becomes not fine is when someone's shaming the other person or when a client is trying to impose another woman's prices on you which um is something i hear a lot being like well this girl's trying to have sex for three thousand but i can go get a girl for a hundred it's like okay well then go get that girl for a hundred yeah um you know everyone has a right to charge whatever they want for their own services and this is not price correct, you know, price match or whatever that Walmart yeah. does. Like, and you know, my, my saying is always, you know, if you have Toyota, um, budget then, or, a, you know, if you have a Ford budget, then you don't go to Lamborghini and demand 
Ford pricing at a Lamborghini. Um, You know, not saying that one car is better than the other, but the idea is like these are the prices and you know what you're getting when you go to that store and you don't demand that they lower their prices to fit your budget. Yeah. You go where your budget is is able to get what you want. And um, so, yeah, I think... I mean, to me, I'm always going to say, you know, try to get the most that you can for sure because that's just, you know, my mindset. But it depends on the client as much as it depends on you. Like some clients, you could charge them, you know, $3,000 an hour and they're happily going to pay that because they have the money and and they enjoy spending money like that on you and whatever. You could go to some clients and say it's $100 and they'll still bulk and be like $100. Like, mm-hmm. And you don't want those clients. <laughs> you don't want them. Yeah. And it, it depends on the client's style of interaction too. Like if he just wants to see you for whatever, a five-hour hangout slash date once a month, then you can charge, like you would charge more because, you know, it's it's very much like, um, what do you call it? like direct and uh, unwavering attention for that like Mm -hmm. five hours however if he just wants to you know see you casually from time to time then you know if you if you wanted to like elongate that then you might think about charging a little bit less like it's up to you like Mm -hmm. it depends Mm -hmm. what sort of structure you want to go for and and what you're more comfortable with like Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone can give you that And, and it depends on the client too right like um some clients like you might generally love being around them and and you might want to see them more often so you might strike for lack of a better term a deal with them where it works best for you and the longevity of that relationship Mm -hmm. there are some clients where they're in town for one hour and they want a lunch date and you're like okay well i'm going to charge more because i know this person's not going to be around forever and they want you know this one time great great time with me and they're willing to offer this amount. Um, yeah, so it's a total, you know, I, I have a, a price range that I stick with. Um, and it's higher for lunch dates. Um, and, you know, that's fine. And I think Riley's in the same price range as me. And, yeah, we can't really tell you what price is acceptable for you. Um, you know, one of our girlfriends, she's quite lower in price when she asks but she's expressed to me saying you know she makes really good money because she has a lower price and she has um how to explain it for lack of a better phrase more quantity of clients over quality clients so yeah cheaper clients but a lot of them so she ends up making great money a month right so it's all about how you want to kind of put out your energy do you want to you know um have 30 clients in a month and make great money or do you want to have two really high paying clients and and have more yeah. of a relationship with them yeah and if you're someone who doesn't like to uh maintain that relationship for the time that you're not seeing them mm-hmm. then maybe the um more clients uh you know a better uh option for you as opposed yeah. to you know because like engaging with them off the clock exactly kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, it's such a, yeah, it's, a, it's, I know you asked a question where I'm really not giving you an answer because it's just, it's so hard to tell yeah. someone else what their prices are. Depends on where you live, depends on who you're meeting, depends what you're offering, depends what you're comfortable with, depends, you know, X, Y, and Z. If they want contact, uh, contact before and after, or like, they just want to like hit you up, uh, hey, does this time work for you? Or they want to chit chat for 
you know, the entire month and then meet up with you a couple times. Like it's, yeah, it's so dependent. I think what you need to do is write down almost a menu of the things that you provide. Yeah. yeah. You provide like, you know, how much would a lunch date be, dinner date be, and then start, you know, your ideal price, but then also write down the lowest that you would do it for. And obviously don't tell and, them that that's for your no, no, exactly. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a way to keep you comfortable, right? Like you don't then think, okay, well, three guys have said no to this price. So now I feel like I have to go lower. Like, yeah. And I find a good, a good rule of thumb too, is that if you see your price and someone tries to barter you, if you're coming from a place of privilege, um, just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to barter my prices with someone. He's already, if that's the kind of person he is where he's going to barter someone's prices or, you know, um, prices in general, price for a dance, price for a lunch, whatever. If he's going to barter those prices with you, um, he's already kind of showing it. I find it very disrespectful to try to tell someone else what they should charge as a, as a, as a, um, as a person, um, as a client, yeah. who are you to tell me what my prices are? You wouldn't go into a store and pick up a hoodie and say, oh, it's $60. No, I think it should be 40 yeah, I think it's disrespectful. So I don't even engage with people that are like that, personally. Like, just like when we go to parties and then we say the dance price and they go, how about $20 or something? It's like, okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next part of that question is, uh, how do you make it seem more valuable to them without doing extras? So, I mean, me and, me and Riley are perfect examples that you can make great money without doing services. Um, so you don't need to. Um, by any means, if that's something you do, you'll make great money as well. And that's awesome. But there's definitely, there's definitely people that want the company of a woman, um, without the physical aspect. And, and that's very rewarding to provide that for someone. I find Mm -hmm. when I go on a lunch date with someone and I see that my company was well received and appreciated, I find that a very rewarding experience. Plus I made money off it. Good money off it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think just setting it up like, you know, going for a little bit above what your ideal rate is or, you know, depending on how much you like them, like what you're comfortable meeting them up and then a little bit higher and just be like, well, this is what it usually is or this is the price that I, you know, that it is for people that I don't like. Yes. But because I like you, mm-hmm. I would do it for, you know, I would go to lunch with you for this much. Yeah. And also too, like try to make it more appealing. You know, you, as you're saying, the clubs are closing. So why should they meet you outside a club? Well, now we don't have the clubs to go to. So let's do, you know, let's meet at you know, a lunch or something. We get, or if you're comfortable doing it at your house or their house, you know, we get the privacy outside of the club, the club, you know, there's always people around. We get to be more, um, you know, enthralled in one another, more, you know, more privacy, more me and you time. Unwavering um, attention. Un- yeah, yeah, unwavering attention. I don't have to, um, you know, get called up on stage. Like, you know, this is just like more personal. Um, you can come see my house or I can come see your house or, yeah. or if you're comfortable on that level, that person, of course, takes safety into consideration at all times. If it's a lunchtime, like you get to be seen out in public with me and like, you know, like, you know, we'll be such a, such a cute couple or I'll be your arm yeah. candy or, um, you, you know, could, I like, you know, what would you like me to wear? Do you like a skirt? Do you like a dress? Do you like whatever you like? You, you could see me in my regular clothes. Yeah, you like, can kind of give them like a little quote unquote bonus of like. Yeah. Or you can be like, you know, we get to know each other on a more personal level mm-hmm. now because I can take you to my favorite restaurant. You can take me to your favorite restaurant. You can see like my favorite food. I can like, you know, you can try some of my favorite meals. Like 
you know, like try, once it's out of the club, the biggest, I think, selling feature is that it's more personal now. Yeah. You're not just a dancer in a club. You're a real human in the real world. And that's, um, that is a, uh, a luxury that they're getting to experience, right? So really pushing that, I think, is a huge thing. What yep. about you? No, I think so too. So that's how I would say it. And then um, without doing extras, I wouldn't even touch on the topic of extras unless if they're asking and that's not something you offer, I, to be honest, I'd be very upfront with someone saying, you know, I don't, I don't do that, but I do offer, you know, a girlfriend experience. I do offer, you know, um, you know, an intimate lunch together yeah. or blah, blah, blah. Um, the reason I wouldn't try to, you know, um, kind of fake dangle the potential of extras if you don't do them is because unfortunately it can put you in a dangerous position because um people can be very entitled and entitled people can be very aggressive and if they think that you've like somehow conned them or they think there's there was this potential and now you've taken it away um you know i've i've known men to be very aggressive right when they don't get their way so i wouldn't like fake offer potential extras i would be very upfront about your 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 yeses and your noes and like at the end of the day if you lose a potential lunch date because he's not getting fucked at the end of that date, then it's probably not the client you want anyway, so. No, I agree. And, you know, if he's asking to see you because he misses the club, then that's your ticket right there. If he, you know, if you're at the lunch date and he thinks that you thought that he gets more, I think that, if that makes sense. He thought he would get more. Yeah, yeah. then you can just be like, look, you wanted to see me because the club is closed. You know that the club has rules and that we don't offer things like that also applies to this my personal life, i'm yeah. just bringing this club to you on the party <laughs> yeah or you know and it also too if you're doing that club experience at your house or his house where you don't have he doesn't want to go for lunches he wants to have dance and stuff and how are you gonna make that more appealing to him say your dances are 50 dollars a dance and you tip out 20 so you're getting 30 you could say to him you know let's do dances at your house my base pay for x amount of hours is this um, and you know, the dance to the club are usually $50, but because, you know, we're having a little intimate moment and I don't have to tip out, um, I can do them for 40. So, you know, what, you're still, you're still making $10 more than you with the club, but he's saving $10 extra on the dance. So, or, you know, selling dances and package deals saying, you know, usually dance are $60 per dance, but I would be down to do, you know, three for 150 or something like that. Yeah. Um, or a bulk price saying, why don't you give me this amount for this amount of hours and then include this amount of dances or a show or X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, people like um, bulk discount things like that too. Sure. And like you can also, even if you're not doing services, you can still offer things that the club Doesn't wouldn't allow you to do. Like, um, you know, you could do a toy show or, you know. Or even like most clubs I've been at, you're not even allowed to sit with a client unless they're buying dances. Mm-hmm. So that would be something I'd also say too, you know, at the club, I can't even sit with you for more than five minutes unless you're buying dances. So if we go do this and have dances at your house, then, you know, we I get to sit with you for hours or, or we whatever, right? on the couch or... Yeah. Again... If that's something you're comfortable with, you know, like... Yeah. Again, that's not something I, I personally offer. I don't offer... You know, whatever comes to my house, ever. Um, and I definitely offer like lunch dates, dinner dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that because for safe i'm very hyper aware of my safety and i just it's very rare that i feel comfortable enough with a a man to be alone with him and that's another thing is if that were to come up my friends will offer me to come with them because they would like rather have two girls there than than 
by themselves one-on-one. So mm-hmm. that's also another thing to consider. Would he maybe be interested in you and a friend coming along to hang out with him? Um, and then, you know, instead of like, I don't know, say your prices are, I don't know, $2,000 each. Could say, okay, well, what if we do it? What if me and my girlfriend come and it's only $3,000 or $3,500? Um, you know, so there's another way to make it more yeah. enticing. Um, but also you're increasing your safety with having another woman there, you know. And it also takes less stress off you to have someone else to share um, the attention with and yeah. to entertain with. And I know when me and Riley have worked parties together, some parties, like, it's very, um, how do I explain it? It's, it's nice to be able to debrief with someone in the middle of the day or middle of the gig. You go in the bathroom, you go, holy fuck, like, what a joke. Or, like, you know, you just have someone to, you know, or yeah. make funny faces to or, or calm each other down or lift each other up or, you know, that that's really nice, too, to have. No, I agree. That was a super long answer to say that, no, we can't give you your prices. And, you know, think of anything under the sun to make it more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry about that. You are welcome. <laughs> Keep writing in. <laughs> Um, last question. Campsite suggestions. I need to make some money. Uh, the only one that I've ever tried is, um, my free cams. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you think of that? Um, it was, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast, uh, before, but it is very tiring. And when you're used to the money that you can make in person and at the club, it feels extremely draining. Um, however, I've never had a problem with the, um, the site itself. So, <laughs> you know, if you are into camming or you want to take that, you know, emotional burden on, I think it's an, a good option. Um, yeah, I, I, that's the really the only, what's the other one? Um, I was going to say chat roulettes, not chat roulettes. Oh, uh, my three cams, <laughs> there's uh, cam soda, there's chatterbait. Chatterbait, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was thinking about. So yeah, so uh, MFC, my three cams, is one of the most popular. It's great. Um, last time I checked on and talked to girlfriends, I know on it, they haven't really changed um, the platform very much. They haven't really updated it much. Um, and it's also only for women. So you cannot have your partner come on your male partner come on with you. So a lot of people like chatterbait for the sense that they could have their male partners join them. Um, or if you're a male listening to this and you want to try your hand at, at um, camming, chatterbait allows for, for male uh, models as well. Chatterbait also has a lot of um, bots that you can use. So um, they have different bots you can throw in that do a countdown for you or play games for you or do like roll, die roll games or card games. And it's actually pretty cool. It's a little confusing when you first get on. So um, definitely take the time to play around with that and figure out and do your research. But I found Chatterbait had a lot of cool options like that. Um, those are probably the top two, um, you know, campsites currently. Uh, Jasmine and Cam Soda have been around for a long time as well. I don't know too many girls that are on them. Um, also, you know, I recommend, and I've heard this from cam models that are cam being very serious cam models. They'll be on a few different sites to open themselves up to bigger audiences. Uh, the nice thing about cam sites too, is that if you are keeping your sex work, um, quiet, you can block out entire areas. So you can block out all of Canada if you want and just, you know, focus on Europe or, or the States or wherever it may be. Um, OnlyFans. 
a lot of people really love OnlyFans still, even after all of the issues they had with the lowering of tips and the lowering of uh, pay-per-view messages and, the, and those requirements. Um, people seem to really like that still too, because um, as I found it, it required less uh, face-to-face interaction, and um, and that was nice because you can take a bunch of photos for one week and then have it photos for a month. You know, um, I've recommended this before, and we've had guests recommend this before too. Take a couple days aside, do your hair and makeup, get all your outfits ready, take a bunch of videos, a bunch of photos, and then have them release over the next week or month. And that's a good way to put all your work hours into um, one day or two. And um, and then have your pay-per-view messages set up as well. Uh, so yeah, OnlyFans is a great kind of entrance into it if you don't want to be facing a camera, having people watch you. Um, having to deal with the fucking remarks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, it is hard. I, I remember did cam years and years ago. And you know, even if you blocked out the chat from people that weren't paying, you still got some weird fucking words and you're like, ugh, like, not today, Satan. Yeah. So, and it also just looks like 2008 MSN. MFC. My free cam says, yeah, yeah, they haven't no, no, upgraded. No, like MSN, the, the yeah. like, check. Oh, sorry, yes. I'm, yeah, oh. there. You got yeah, there. I got there. You got there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. MFC hasn't really updated too much. Uh, Chatterbait does look the same too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend doing your research, finding out wherever you're located or wherever you're targeting what their most popular cam site is. But off the top of my head, yeah, MFC, My Free Cams, and Chatterbait and OnlyFans are probably your best your best bets. And um, if you have the access to someone who uh, knows more about them and kind of walk you through a tutorial of how best to operate them, that's always nice to know before you go in, before you start, you know, fooling around, clicking the wrong buttons, doing the wrong things. Um, also when you first go on, most sites will call you out as a new model and they'll promote you to the top of the page. So I would definitely pick my time when I'm going to start actually, um, being on and capitalize on that week or so that they promote you as a new model. So go on every day that week and and really push, um, push to have viewers come to you because you want to take advantage of that opportunity. Um, but yeah, definitely also a good idea too, going on MFC Chatterbait, all those places, finding the top girls and messaging them and saying, you know, would it be possible for me to get some tips from you, offer them something, you know, offer them money for their advice or, or whatever. Yeah. Obviously don't take their labor and expect it for free because they've, they've worked hard to get the knowledge they have, but ask if they have courses you could do or yeah, advice you could pay for, or if they would pay to promote you or whatever. Um, but yeah. I also, we did, I did an interview, I think it was episode three or five in season one with um, my girlfriend who's one of the top, I think she's in the top five on Chatterbait. So definitely listen to her episode as well. Her name was Ashley and I believe the episode was titled Interview with Cam Model Ashley. So yeah, give that one a listen as well. But yeah. Anything else to add, Riley? No, for that's... your for your successful cab model. Days. Oh yeah, my three days that I survived it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, not for me. It is not for like not it is for me. the strong willed for sure. Um, that is <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all the questions we had today. That's pretty much all the topics we wanted to cover today. It's a kind of a shorter one, I think. Um, but yeah. 
Happy New Year's, and yes. I hope 2021 is amazing for all of us. Open those windows. Get the last yes. year out. Yeah. Invite the new year. <laughs> yeah. Swoosh in the new year. <laughs> um, listen to Dr. Death. Oh my God, um, yes. Yeah. So that's your favorite true crime podcast? Yes. If you guys have recommendations for podcasts, um, I'm a sucker for, yeah, true crime, usually comedic true crime, where they have those, yeah. like, you know, laugh breaks, where, like, true crime obsessed is <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, so you're in the episode being like, well, fuck. Life is doomed, yeah. Um, I also love You Up. Um, so they're another great podcast, too. They're two comedians talking about dating. So, yeah, if you have dating podcast recommendations and true crime podcast recommendations yeah. and miniseries, I love miniseries, like Chameleon or The Dropout were, like, two of my favorites, too. They're great. So hit us up because um, we're all ears. Yeah, it is rainy. We are staying inside. We need some entertainment. 100%. Uh, Riley, where can people find you? You can find me at Van City Riley on Instagram. Awesome. And as always, you guys can find me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. If you do want to peruse through my OnlyFans, just DM me and I will send you that link. And uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye. And before you guys run away, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two new amazing products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant, so go check those out right now. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off. That's TIP25, T-I-P-2-5 for 25% off your entire order. And lastly, for hair and skincare products that work absolute wonders, follow my girl on Instagram at tiffany.valentina.bella. Message her Danny Hair to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off on her amazing products. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing!